This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All Stars. Growing the game, one podcast at a time. What's going on, Lax All Stars? My name is Justin Skaggs, and that means you have found the Lacrosse Podcast coming to you live from my wood shop here in Philadelphia. It was a kind of dominating week in the NLL, and we'll get to that in a moment with Rich, but just real quick, some of the highlights. The Seals fall really, really flat and suffer a 14-6 loss. The, uh, the Bandits versus the Swarm did not go how I thought it would, which surprises me and makes the end of the season a little interesting. And we have some NCAA action to talk about, although it's still pretty early in the season. Finally, Ian McKay talks about the PLL and what that's going to mean for all the STX players in the second of three installments on STX players speaking about the entire move to the PLL. Let's get to a word from our sponsors, which, guess what? It's me. Wooden sticks haven't died, they've just evolved. A hickory box across frame can still be used. It can play against plastic and metal, and in the right hands, it can win. When it's all said and done, and my stick-making days are over, it's humbling to think that my sticks will still be out there. To my right, as always, is Rich Snow, native son of Philadelphia. Speaking of which, let's jump into uh, the trade Philadelphia made. Why don't you fill us in on that? Um, yeah, we, uh, we traded away Chris Puche um, in a surprising move, in my opinion. I didn't think he was doing too bad this season. Um, I mean, uh, and I forget his name. Um, Ryan, I believe. Um, Ryan who? The, uh, the guy we traded for. Oh, I have no idea. Oh. Did not, well, it's, I'm, sorry, I'm, not, is... I'm not sitting in this room in this board meeting and I can tell you I have no idea who the person sorry. that we traded Chris um, for. No disrespect. Um, because he, no disrespect. Hey, I mean, no, no, you're falling. You're in the yeah, NLL. Yeah. But like... I was still in the, uh, in, the, in the emotions of us trading away Chris. Um, but he scored. Um, he scored in the first game. So um, thanks for helping. Um, he still took a fall. Um, but yeah, um, I, I have no idea what's going on. I don't know why they would have traded away Chris, I, especially to, especially to Buffalo, who was already killing it, and now they got Chris on the squad. So uh, I got man. a quote right here. It says, uh, uh, "Chris needed to be a number one guy with us, and he really isn't going to be in the short term." Debatable. <laughs> Debatable. Okay. But okay, hey, you know what? It's not. It's not like a terribly bad move. Uh, I'm sure somebody was was pretty smart in that, but. It was an interesting trade, uh, but I gotta say, let, let's recap it like this. You and I have nothing to say about it. I mean, well, this is what I'll say. Um, then I guess I can't say that. Well, yeah, alright, so, <laughs> so uh, I feel like in the NLL, unlike other sports, we don't have as much information on like how the teams operate. That's, that's kind so, of what I'm getting So at, yeah. because maybe I don't know what the if that does something to the salary cap where Chris was expensive, but I don't think we really got enough out of that trade. Um, so, but I, I also don't have enough of the information. So yeah, that's pretty much exactly where I'm at. Like, whenever one of these, these, these peculiar trades happen, especially in a young team like the Wings, someone made a detailed decision, yeah. and uh, that's that's just uh, something we're gonna have to live yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, it's not like in the NBA where they're like, oh, hey, um, you know, Philadelphia trades so and so for this amount of money to so and so, and you're like, oh, well, that makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we don't have to pay that. Oh, by the way, if you guys hear any ambient noise here in the podcast, we are swamped today. So someone is still working in the background. Please forgive that. That'll be, uh, you know, we, we, we just got to keep moving. Hey, this oh, time you're fine. This time you're fine. Keep me, going. So I'm all right. Yeah, you're fine. No, trust me. I want the productivity. We'll deal with the noise. 
Alright, so uh, a couple of big surprises. Um, I, I didn't think that the Seals necessarily were going to be a, a, a guaranteed win, but a 14 to 6 loss is not something I really thought was going to happen. No, um, uh, they, they, held, um, they held Austin to uh, very little offensive production. And I mean, it was this whole weekend was full of games that felt like. I didn't see the star's name called as much as I'm used to, but that never seemed to be why they were winning. Like, you know, I felt the same way about the Georgia game, and we'll get to that. But I, I it just felt like without Austin going off, like the entire offense just didn't, they, they just never got going. Fair enough. All right, uh, my biggest surprise, and uh, I, I'm going to say this makes it interesting to watch the rest of this season because I really, uh, I, I had my, all my eggs in one basket. Uh, the bandits took it to the swarm. They took it to the swarm, man. Which is, again, you know, I'm not a particular like diehard fan of any team in the NLL except for the one that's in my city. But uh, damn, you know what's funny? I'm like, um, and and you can go back through the episodes and, and check all of my predictions. But um, I said earlier on in the season, I felt like Georgia was playing well, but they were just playing good enough. And this time they went up against, uh, you know, uh, I guess I guess you could say now the best team in the league. Um, and Buffalo came and they played hard. And I think Georgia has been winning without having to put in as much effort, um, in my opinion. And yeah, Buffalo just just made them work for it. And they they didn't they didn't have what it what it took. Man, that was that was a wild one. That was a wild. I, one. I, 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 I was surprised. Oh. I, was Buffalo, surprised. Yo, I guess you could say Buffalo definitely. I mean, outscored him by ten. Outscored Georgia by ten. That's that's crazy. the best team in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that shut uh, me up. And that's like yeah. That's that's that not even a question. It's not a question. And they have Chris Cuche now. So hey, whatever. <laughs> All right. Let's rush through these next two games because there's really not a whole lot um, that I saw that needs to really be unpacked. The Roughnecks uh, deal the the rush their third straight loss. That's just something that's happening to the rush. Yeah, Do you have was, any big it, points on that? No, um, it was a it was a good game. I mean, uh, Curtis Dixon went off. Uh, you know, maybe maybe having the boys back in the lineup, we're not treating Calgary like we would have at the beginning of the season. But they're they're maybe getting on a roll again. Um, that's with this we talk. Uh, Ooh, te- you know. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, but one thing I will Gets say, chased down the broad street line. One thing I will say, jumps into a train to try to get away from all the haters was, uh, here in Philly. Was Curtis Dixon tucks his jersey into his shorts, and like I saw that a number of times, and it just like made me giggle. And it was just a super dad looking thing. But even better, like when he's going off, and you're like, God damn it, dad! Like you show up to the park, and you just like Jay and all my friends, and now nobody wants to play with me. It was hilarious though, but now I think I'm, I might start rocking the tucked in jersey. It, uh, it doesn't seem like a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, hike dude, your shorts it, up, tuck the jersey in, it's for that range of motion. If right? I had a dollar for every time someone just grabbed my jersey, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, if it solves one of those a game, why not? All right, uh, Crawford, Black Wolves, they, they were just simply a dominant team, and it was too much. It, just consistency beat the Nighthawks. That's fine. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. Honestly, again, that was a fine game to watch, but yeah. there's. That that's what happened. Yeah, that was Crawford another, and the Black. It was it was just a little too much. It, you know, yeah, it, it, was a great it game, seemed like but... yeah, Rochester they kept coming back, but it, it seemed like uh, yeah, Black Wolves were just imposing their will. Like no, no question. One thing I will say though, and I was reminded in this Rochester game was um, I left I left him out of my top plays, but Kyle Jackson has the smoothest spin move 
in lacrosse right now, and I'm calling it. I, I actually couldn't pick one specific one, but man, that boy is like a tornado. I'm feeling Bill Paxton channels, man. Boom. There you go. Uh, okay, uh, let's let's bring it uh, geolocated back here to Philly, even okay. though it happened, I, the, you know, somewhere else. But uh, uh, okay, you're playing Colorado. You're playing you're playing a team that should be comparable. And then you get to the last six goals of the game, and you let them make five of those goals. And then you lose the game by two. Every single time we talk about this Philadelphia team, it's young, it's you know uh, still growing, and they put up some points. It's not like they're getting swamped out, but then you look at just the stats, you look at the pure numbers, and you run into these similar numerical consequences to their actions. You have six goals at the end of the game, they lost by a very close two-point spread, and five of those six goals were not theirs. They cannot seem to close. And the fact of the matter is, I think at this point, Colorado's a more experienced team. They can close. You know, if, if you're looking at talent to talent, those teams are equally matched, uh, especially because you got Big Cat here. I don't, honestly, honestly, ah. I would I would argue that Philadelphia is is even a more talented team. They um, just cannot seem to close. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm wondering like it's it, maybe it's coaching at this point. I mean, you see, you see, Philly will go up on a on a run or a tear and then let the gap close. You know, and and I don't. And a lot of times it's at the end of the game where I don't know if the guys are just. Tired, maybe it's like bench management. I have no idea, it's honestly. Not bench management. You're not going to get to the NLL and someone's going to have poor bench management and make their talent tired. I, I mean, I, I have no idea. It's not, it's not like senior B ball. Even senior B ball, the bench management's going to be bad. I don't know. I think it's, it's team cohesiveness, uh, and, and there, there are a lot of young guys. And this, this league is no joke. Oh, no. So at that point in time, I mean, I think... Think that if, I would say, and again, you and I aren't there. We don't know. Maybe it's bench management. I would say maybe it's a confidence issue. You've just been getting stomped out for an entire season in similar fashions. Maybe you think that's your lot in life, and once you get down to the end of the game, if you don't have a spread, it's hard to fight for. I mean, yeah, but the games that they're losing are by so few points that like, I don't think confidence is really... I mean, unless we're going to say that it's like, oh, nothing that we do is, gonna, is going to get us a win... But when you start the game and like you go on like a five you know five goal run or like you know at some point as at the Rochester game you're up by five points like I don't I don't know if confidence maybe it's um, maybe after you know you start playing well you get a little lackadaisical I have no idea honestly I got no these idea these are some weird it's a consistent issue that is you guys wild. need a hype man I mean like uh, well, I'll, I'll look at this mohawk I'll change, this dude's I'll rocking. change my schedule around you just need me to come and just be excited I'll just hit people and fight. Um, I can't promise I'll win them all, but like I'll. I can promise you win very few. I, hey, I'll hit. Look, you want a montage? This is Rocky's hometown, man. Oh Christ! I hate that. I do. I really do. I hate that this town's like known for. It was a fine movie. A it fake, was a, a fine athlete. movie. Our our most famous athlete uh, is a fake is a fake one. You know what? Yeah, like like what is that? Also, I mean, like in addition, like it was. Not a famous. It athlete. was a fine. We have better boxing movie. Show. That's it. Yeah. I've watched Rocky three times. I thought you were going to say Rocky three. I've watched Rocky three no times. Yeah, I was going to say I've watched, I've watched, I've watched Creed, Creed once on an airplane. Times. Creed was good though. And like, you know, everyone's like, let's go to the, let's go to the nicest art museum in a 50 mile radius 
walk up and take a picture next to a Sylvester Stallone statue and oh. tell everyone that's why I came here. You know, I like, because I, we call it the Rocky statue. It's Sylvester it's Stallone. It's Sylvester Stallone. Let's end it here. All right, let's go uh, talk about some NCAA. Oh, oh. oh, I'm sorry, Rich. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, life comes at you fast. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, NCAA. Let's get on to happy, happy thoughts. So, uh, speaking of Rocky, uh, bit of a rocky start to Duke season. Don't do it. Ah! Uh, uh, you, yeah, you're man. not a dad, but somewhere there's a child being born right hey, now. Listen, subsequent to that. Listen, let me hold your baby. Let me hold your baby. Um, cause yeah, we're qualified. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, the government thought so. I taught in the seventh grade. Anyway, um, so yeah, Duke, Duke took a took an odd fall. Well, I guess not odd. We we. No, that's to, a weird L. It, it is. Uh, Duke it's lost a the high point. Um, but we, we tend to lose some at the beginning of the season. That's, you know, we... we Again, with the Wii's, this is a thing? Uh, I mean, I didn't go to Duke, but like, you know... I know, I went to college with you. We went to a state school. It was yeah, not and, prestigious. But but as you know, I've been a Duke lacrosse fan, you know? It's, didn't know that. It's well, No, because I feel like the... We, we went, went to a Duke lacrosse game. Yeah, together. it was Duke versus Hopkins. It was awkward. Yeah, I, I knew what... Well, I, I was there to enjoy my... You know what, honestly, we were sitting in the Duke's uh, uh, family section. Yeah, that's why. And... Uh, I was just trying to mind my manners. Sit with them Blue Jays. No offense, I love you, Kyle. Yeah, Salty for sure. All right, so yeah, it was a 13 uh, to nine loss. And um, a lot of that can be contributed to just the different style of play, shot clock. You can't hold the ball, Yo, you can't run it, it was, around, you can't Honestly, wait. that is the coolest thing. Um, High Point got up and it just seemed like with the new shot clock rule, instead of sitting back, and people, I think a lot of people thought that, you know, it was gonna cause a lot of trash um, trash possessions, but really like, you just have to play smart and play well every time you get the ball there. It's almost like there's no throwaway possessions now. So High Point got up and then they just had to keep playing and they got up even more. It was There is nothing more beneficial than that shot clock in this league. Oh, if no. I have to watch one more oh. all-star Toroton level athlete hold the ball and run around and literally run away from a man who could whoop his ass if he ran for the goal. Mm -hmm. I'm not dealing with it. No, I mean, to be I, honest, it's track boring. and field is exciting on its own, but like I'll, field, I'll watch somebody run around. Field lacrosse has been progressively getting more and more and more uh, uneventful. Yeah. And it's strategic and it is a very intelligent way to play the game when you have the right players, you have the speed, and you can create the distance. But I... I don't want to watch that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And this was awesome. Oh, it was this great. was awesome. It's like, yeah. oh, hey, uh, are you the more talented team? You were until the game changed and you actually had to come play. And honestly, yeah, they're going to adapt. Donowski's going to make sure that this all works. But it was, it was, it was my favorite thing that could have happened. Honestly, it was, <laughs> it was nice seeing. Um, and I don't want to say um, like a like a less. You don't want to say less skilled, you know what I mean? But what we say, like levels. Um, seeing a team that has a lot of talented guys, not um, not be mentally like you. How do I say this? Um, sometimes when you can just pace the game out like that, if the experience and the coaching and the levels can get to you, you know what I mean. But with it just being like, hey, ball, ball, every play, back and forth, it's like these. All these kids, man, everybody plays lacrosse. You know what I mean? Yeah, so everybody like, there knows what yeah, they're like, do. You can't sit back and, like, you know, quarterback this entire game, like, holding on to the ball and this, that, and the other. It's like, all right, that was nice, now back to it. Um, boom. Like, yeah, it was, 
It's yeah. fun. All right, let's let's run through a couple of these. Uh, so, uh, Syracuse Colgate. Not. I don't know if I'd be surprised at Colgate one. Syracuse has had uh, kind of. I don't know. It always seems like their coaching is like just this satellite, like obscure, like you know what I mean. Like you see, like weird lately. Like you remember when like you, you saw someone go up and talk to to Dom Starja? It hasn't been that way at Syracuse ever in my entire life, and I don't know if there's another pal or gate coming through. So. Uh, it, it's not surprising. It seems like a stagnant team, yeah, um, and they it's really kinda, haven't been too yeah, eventful to watch. But good Colgate, good for you. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, Cleveland State. I have no stake in any of this. You know uh, what? Good I, Michigan. Yeah, I like Michigan, but it's. Um, I don't. It's, I didn't even watch it. I'm just like, uh, okay, I don't know anything about Cleveland State other than I don't go to Cleveland. And if you're listening to this from Cleveland, unapologetically, uh, Mark Donahue from Ohio. That was directly thrown towards you. Mark, hey, Mark. I, I still love you, Mark. Don't, I love don't. Mark. I just wish he would leave Cleveland. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? No, the crows need a place. Ah, uh, the crows. Yeah, you can get you can catch a train, can't you? Or do, did we stop all the trains going to Cleveland? Oh, man, I don't know. Is the government shutting them down? <laughs> Pence. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little harsh. It's not like it's Detroit, Michigan. Um, so uh, this is really cool. Penn State completely and totally took a dump on Robert Morris. 27-10. Hey, um, I didn't go to Penn State, which no, is... Well, no, Your brother did. Uh, my whole family did, and my extended family did. I'm literally, like, one of the outcasts in the family because I decided to... Does that make you pro or anti? Oh, no, no, no. I love Penn State. Like, I was different. just... I was, like, raised there, and, you know, I'm, like, the, the blonde-headed stepchild, I guess. But um, I would say that that, that kind of point spread... Um, Again, could could be contributed. I don't want to make any any grandiose claims because I feel like the coaching staff and the players are going to adapt to the new play structure, and you're not going to see so many of these uh, one-sided games. But I mean, a, 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 a seventeen-point spread is insane. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think everybody's allowed to play differently this season. So I think uh, getting used to the competition now. Before, uh, you know, you go into the season and not to say everybody would like come in with a with a certain play style or gameplay, but like, you know, the rules are such everybody's playing to these rules. You're playing to your team strength. Like, you know, like uh, this team plays like a run and gun kind of offense, this that, and the other. But now you're like, OK, the die, the shot clock. Now the competition that you might have been game planning for doesn't look like the competition you were game planning for, you know? No, that's so I, I think everybody's just getting used to this new style of play. All right. Uh, I'm going to take one quick second, and just to piss you off, I'm going to make the editor play the Rocky theme song. Okay. Uh, so, the, uh, the editor, Joe, the fantastical Joe, who's on the other side of that camera, actually uh, went to Penn State and just informed us that that was a record. Mm, I mean, right. which, honestly... Uh, no great surprise. That was an absolute ass whooping. Yeah, uh, honestly, we we just had to go back and double check to make sure that was actually the point spread because it didn't sound right for a second. All right, let's uh, let's move forward here quickly. Uh, we got Georgetown over Sacred Heart, thirteen ten. Duke gets a uh, a W over Jacksonville, fifteen eight. And again, I mean, this is early in the season, but uh, let's talk about Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette uh, wins fourteen, gets that, and then what else do we got here? We got Virginia Loyola. Uh, I didn't watch that game actually. Did you catch there any was, of that? No, there was too much lacrosse, and that's disappointing because there's I'm, a lot of lacrosse right now. You know, and, and it's yeah, I it's watched about two or three of these NCAA games and watched the highlights. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check those highlights because I can't believe I missed uh, Loyola. I mean, 
Loyola, Virginia, but also like, you know, I like Loyola. Uh, well, they're good because they went 17-9. All right, let's go, boys. I don't even want to watch that anyway. All right, let's uh, let's fast forward here. Uh, oh, we've got to talk about uh, Maryland. Maryland uh, wins a close one over Richmond, 10-9. Mm -hmm. Yo, and Richmond, that, them spiders, man. That, that uniform is, is awesome. That's like... Um, just, you know, way to go, Richmond. Cool stuff. Carolina pulls a W, 14-10. And uh, let's go see what's coming up here. Boom, boom, boom. All right, these are the games that are coming up this week. And you guys uh, will tell them, tell you where to check them out. And this is both NCAA and NLL. This is what we've done to ourselves. We're now going to merge this podcast. And we're still going to try to keep it at 30 minutes. So, you know, by all means, if there's something you'd rather hear more about, you just got to tell us, all right? Hit us in the comments or shoot us a DM or... Snail mail is nice too. I like letters. Don't send me a damn letter. We don't send right. me a letter. Send Let's me get into it. Wooden sticks haven't died. They've just evolved. A hickory box across frame can still be used. It can play against plastic and metal, and in the right hands, it can win. When it's all said and done, and my stick making days are over, it's humbling to think that my sticks will still be out there. Okay, so let's uh, let's formulate this here, and this is not permanent, but let's start with the NLL. Rich, tell them where they can watch uh, the games and, and, and what order they're in. All right, well, you can watch all the games on Bleacher Report. Boop, boop. Uh, I feel like they game. owe us like at least 36 You know, bucks. honestly, I was going to say, guys, 36 we're, we're, bucks we're still even. waiting for our, uh, our, our free password. We might just have to start bleeping the word Bleacher Report until we get one. <laughs> yeah, you can watch all this on Bleeper Report. <laughs> ah, that, was um, for that, that was for that other joke. Dad? Dad? Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, so Friday night, uh, San Diego's getting things started against Toronto. Uh, that game is 7.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, and that's Friday the 15th. Uh, Saturday, we got a couple games. Uh, Philadelphia is getting things started against New England at 7 o'clock. Uh, at 7.30, Calgary takes on Buffalo. Good luck, boys. Um, at 9 p.m. Eastern time, Georgia takes on Colorado. And to finish the night up at 10 p.m., Saskatchewan takes on Vancouver. Okay, welcome oh, wait, to. Wait, 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 wait. We still have a we have a nice little Sunday game. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's a nice little Sunday game. It's a 3 p.m. A little matinee. Uh, Philadelphia takes <laughs> on New England again. Again. Yeah, we got a little double header. Yeah, you want to go? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be at the game. Okay, so welcome to my nightmare. Uh, and anyone who knows NCAA knows you just don't get to watch NCAA ball. For the most part, there's like 20 games here. You gotta pick and choose, man. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you the ones that are gonna be televised, and I don't even know what some of this means. But uh, it looks like you can watch uh, Bryant and Bucknell on the Patriot League network. I don't know who you are. I have no idea who that is. Patriot League, isn't that like New England? I guess, is that like a cable television network? I, I don't know, man. I, who, I, television and is Moving weird. on. Uh, Marquette and Jacksonville is on a Jacksonville stream. Maybe their website, not sure. Again, uh, UMBC and Navy, Patriot League Network. Uh, Denver and Duke, the uh, ACC Network. Who had, what do you have, 300 channels? I'm 30 years old, I cut my cable cord, I just stream everything. All right, uh, Sacred Heart, uh, you can actually uh, go to Radnor High School and watch that, which is actually a really ridiculous high school outside of Philadelphia. Yeah, that sounds, that actually sounds pretty good. It's not a bad way to go. Uh, Dartmouth on the Patriot League Network, uh, you can watch uh, Providence and Bryant on NEC Front Row, 
Uh, Drexel you can watch on Dragons TV, which actually might be cool. That sounds pretty cool. That's fine. Like it sounds like it's just a stream. If you're just going to give me a stream, I'll pitch it. Um, ACC Network, you can watch Harvard and North Carolina. So if you want to go to the ACC Network, you can watch North Carolina beat the crap out of Harvard. Um, and then uh, we got American East TV. You got Penn State, Stony Brook, and Holy Cross and Vermont on the 16th. Uh, Lehigh versus Virginia on the 16th on the ACC Network. And... Uh, Binghamton and Colgate, you can watch stream from Binghamton. Now, here is uh, here's the only ESPN Plus game. That's wild. Uh, Brown, you can watch Brown on the 16th at 1 p.m. Uh, Facebook Live, which is, why don't we just do that for everything? No one's going to, literally, like, if no one's going to watch any of these games, just put them all on Facebook Live you know, or it's something. Probably, it's probably something with Zuck. He's probably, he's probably doing something shady. I don't know. He didn't go to either of these schools. Uh, but yeah, you can watch uh, St. Joseph's and Fairfield, 16th at 1 p.m. Uh, Utah and Hostra will be streamed on Hostra's. And then, oh, there is uh, uh, Maryland versus Penn. This will be a good game. If you guys want to watch some lacrosse, you can watch Maryland versus Penn on ESPN Plus and Villanova versus Yale on ESPN Plus. Oh. Yeah, that'll be good. Where, where are those games? Are those local? Oh, wait. Is that the Philadelphia thing? Yeah. That's the Phil Yeah, they're all coming to Philadelphia to play in one. Oh, that's, that's what I was going to say. Are they coming? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, wait. Oh, is that the 16th? That's the 16th. All right, maybe. We'll, we'll see how busy this weekend's going to be. All right. And then the uh, you can watch a tape delay game of Loyola and Johns Hopkins on ESPN 3. Or... You could just drive around your local town until you find some random kids throwing a ball. Yeah, no, honestly, it kind of sounds like just go outside this weekend and you will see a lacrosse game. Just go to a lacrosse game. Just Google one. Damn it, NCAA. Don't Google one. Go, just fly by the seat of your pants. Just throw the, throw the gang in the car and just take a picnic basket and find a field. Somebody will be playing lacrosse. Anyway, let's get to our interview with Ian McKay about moving to the PLL, shall we? Oh, uh, we shall. I'm bummed about this. I'm like bummed about you. Had, you it's got to be like, You got to be like, this is exactly where you see these games. I'm like, yeah. If you like steal your your neighbor's like cable package, you can watch channel 287 yeah, and see Johns Hopkins delayed like, game. Not just like, I guess we need a, a ESPN L. Mm. Just give us ESPN L for the loss for lacrosse. <laughs> All right, Ian McKay, guys. Our guest today here in the wood shop and uh, here to talk PLL is Ian McKay. Ian, thanks for coming back in. Thanks for having me. So, right off the bat, uh, STX just announced uh, recently that their athletes are going to be moving to the PLL. Uh, why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's because this new league's coming in. It's going to be a great opportunity um, for the players. It's a league run by the players, um, obviously. and. Uh, I think it's a good opportunity to continue to grow the game uh, in different avenues and get the game, the exposure that I think a lot of people want uh, lacrosse to have, which it, it's starting to get there and I think hasn't really had the full exposure uh, yet. Uh, but I think the, the PLL and what they're doing with NBC and, and really getting it out there to an audience that hasn't seen it before is going to be a really cool opportunity. That's Rich's number one thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about getting a getting to watch it on television. You know, and it's, 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 it's funny to say from Philadelphia, we, we haven't had pro lacrosse in a long time. And it's just hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to watch it. It's, you know, you either got to chase it down on, on uh, hopefully a stream that's working, or maybe you have it like on one of your uh, local networks playing. But uh, yeah, I think this NBC deal is, is going to be the biggest thing that helps 
Yeah, he was actually talking the other day, and I'm glad you brought up that point. He's like, if I'm at a bar, and I'm sitting around, and I know there's a game on, if I know the bartender, I can make him turn that on. And yeah. then you just No one exposed. else gets that. Yeah. Well, like, hey, uh, pull up your Amazon Fire Stick, download the Bleacher <laughs> Report app, uh, log in, and we're going to watch uh, 30 minutes, because that's all that's going to be left by the yeah. time we get this thing on. And, you know, props to Bleacher Report for, for streaming the NLL, because you got to get it out. But, no, I think that is, yeah, if it's on TV... Yeah, it's it's your value for right? growth. So. Also, I mean, it's it's not a surprising move to go to the PLL because I mean there was a massive funneling of talent out of the MLL when this league started, and I mean if you want to play the best lacrosse in the world, you got to yeah you got to go where it is. Exactly. Exactly. So going from the NLL season into you know a very competitive PLL season, what's what's the transition like from that? Uh, honestly, I think uh, the guys who are playing box cross kind of benefit a little bit because you're coming right out of playing, uh, whether you've had a few weeks off because of uh, you, your team to make the playoffs or if you're coming right out of the, the championship weekend, um, you've had your stick in your hand since December. So, um, And you're playing box cross, which is you're in tight quarters, a lot faster game uh, than the field, field game sometimes. So um, I think... Uh, I got a lot of guys, and there's a lot of guys playing them both now, and I think that's yeah. one thing too that uh, the league's focusing on, and it's got a bit of a later start, is so that uh, the guys who are playing box and a lot of the Canadian guys can play their full season and then get into the the PLL season. So yeah, that's uh, that's one of the biggest things that that I keep thinking about is getting to play your full season and then you know then moving on to the next thing. I'm, there was nothing that that confused me I guess but I mean I understood what was happening but nothing yeah, made less just, sense to it just me. Gelled well, is what yeah, no, yeah nothing made sense less to me than um the the summer league starting before the NLL ended and them not getting half their roster. Yeah. You know, so it's like the the first couple weeks you you didn't have any Thompsons, you know what I mean, on on the team. And I don't know, it's it's just interesting. So I, I yeah I think one of the bigger things that, that also helps like the consistency and the quality of the game is you know, working together with the other leagues. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure, uh, I haven't looked at the schedule yet, but whenever you guys do come into the area, me and Rich are definitely going to be going out. And uh, if you don't mind, we'd like to follow up with, uh, you know, this conversation after one of the games, kind of see what the competition's been like. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Sure. Sorry, speaking of, uh, I, I just just had a thought and hadn't thought I, of I, s- I literally saw the thought crush your face. Yeah, I, I uh, like, light bulb. So, so the PLL is, um, they're, they're going to be a travel league, and, and you're from Canada, I didn't even think, are you, uh, are there any plans to like go up north, or, or are we doing just continental, uh, continental U.S.? I didn't even think about that. I, I'm not, I'm not fully sure uh, every destination uh, as of right now, but um, as far as I know, it's just, uh, just continental just, in the yeah, U.S. You, you, guys, you guys are already doing uh, cross up there. Yeah. But I, I helped uh, coach uh, the Edge Club team up there for a little bit, and I know a lot of those kids were in my ear every every practice, every day, asking about the PLL. So. Uh, I'm sure if, if they did do a weekend up there that it would be very successful. Oh yeah. It'd be a really good Oh you around. guys would crush it. As long as you went to one of the places that wasn't just like one person per square mile. I mean, you, guys, <laughs> you guys have like a, like the Siberia. It's basically of the North, North America. America. <laughs> yeah. Small small town country, Ontario. Well, uh it, it was a pleasure to have you back in and uh you're always a good guest. So I appreciate it. Good luck in the season and we'll catch you after one of the games. Awesome. Thanks for having me again. Alright guys, my name's Justin Skaggs. I am 
uh, here with my co-host Rich Snow and special guest Ian McKay. We want to go ahead and thank Lax All Stars, STX, and uh, our editor Joe Snow. And all of our music was given to us by Frank Stanley over at Track 13. So next time, guys, take care. Keep laughing. Peace.